Thanks for tuning in to Hobbs and Horror Movie Review Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hobbs and Horror. I'm Eric. Uh, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm, I'm underwhelmed. Yeah. So we're back again with another movie, and this movie was called A Crack in the Floor. Yeah. And little little story before we start the review of the movie. This movie came to us because Gavin presented a pile of movies to us and said, we have grade A movie through grade D movie, and we agreed on watching the worst of the bunch, the grade yeah, D but movie. But he didn't tell you which one was, what they were called, or anything about them. We just had to pick based on the grade he gets them. <laughs> yes. And what did you choose, Eric? Grade D, the bottom <laughs> of the barrel. I figured, let's get this piece of shit out of the way right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost thought, I almost thought I was wrong in my grade, but I think I. I think I had it oh, right. You nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> so I almost thought that too the, for the first half of this movie. And then. Well, and you guys were getting all into it. And then I looked it up on IMDb and I'm like, oh my God, Gary Busey's going to be in this movie. How could it be bad? Right. And how then, could it? Then you realize Gary Busey's in it for like approximately 10 seconds. Yeah. And then he's gone. <laughs> yeah. He, he wasn't even the voice of a dog. Yeah. yeah no. He was. <laughs> but, but I will say. The parts with Gary Busey were yeah. fucking great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was Gary Busey at his best. It wasn't even, he wasn't even the voice of a gingerbread man. No, <laughs> he was not. No. He was just a crazy guy. Yeah. <laughs> Which, kind of Gary Busey, right? Yeah, just, just him. Yeah. So, Cracking this my mo- ass. This movie, <laughs> this movie had a rocket 3.1 IMDb rating. Yeah. Which is pretty low, yeah. if anybody that, doesn't realize it. It might be the lowest, maybe. I feel like we hit one in the twos, in the high twos at we... one point in okay. time. I don't think we've ever gone below three. Really? Yeah. So maybe this I is the lowest. I can do some research into this. I can look up all the movies that we podcasted and see what the lowest one is. But maybe... If it's not the lowest, it's dang close. close. Headless <laughs> might have been. I don't know. Yeah. Because that one was pretty freaking low. Yeah. In the it, just the production quality between this yeah. one and Headless was very similar. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. Headless is a Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh? So you might worthless. Worthless. Yeah. <laughs> so I couldn't think of something fast enough. Hey, you know what, man? Like it's fine. I said a crack in your ass. Yeah. And that is like the cheapest fucking... <laughs> yeah. All right, Gavin. So do you want to try and give us a, a plot summary I really want to hear this, too, because I literally have no idea what this movie was about. I don't know. If I, I, just... I don't think it's that hard. No. And I'm not even going to do the fake plot today. I'm going to do the real plot today. Uh, so we start out 30 years ago. It's a mom and a son who live in a remote cabin. They're apparently some kind of a religious group or something. The mom gets attacked, uh, and the boy goes into hiding inside the cabin. 30 years later, the boy is apparently still in the cabin, but he only lives in the basement of the cabin. And throughout the course of the movie, a variety of people stumble on this cabin, with our main group being people, I'm going to say in their 20s, probably. 
Even though I think all the actors are probably in their 30s, that's probably what they were supposed to be playing. All right. And uh, so a group of 20-somethings led by Mario Lopez. Yes. Who go on a hiking adventure and decide that they're going to stay at this cabin in the woods and it doesn't go well for them. And there's some few detours along the way. Mostly just a lot of nothing. Yeah. Yeah. We spend a very large chunk of the movie just like watching them talk about the girl being pregnant yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> that that was weird it's it almost seemed like this movie like like they had a lot of lot of momentum for that first half it was great even even though there wasn't a lot of killing or anything just the the horrible acting and the like the the conversations they were having i don't know it just seemed to like be bad but in a really good way mm. it was funny i was laughing at it and then when the girl got pregnant, I think even before that, when the girl... Yeah, I think it was gone by that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was just like, what what happened? And I feel like this movie was like, like they just didn't really know what to do at a certain point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they had a plot yeah. and they wanted to make it a certain amount of time long. Yeah. So they just like, the, the plot only encompassed like 30 minutes and then they had to fill in for the rest of the hour, <laughs> for yeah. the other hour of time. Yeah, it's... It's weird because, again, as you're saying, like early on, we have the opening scene with the mom and the kid, and that's that's it's, it's done well. It's done well in its cheesy way. Yeah. And then we have them on this drive, the twenty somethings on a drive, and that should be stupid. Like yeah. it's just people talking, driving in a van. Like it's the right. stupidest, most pointless thing. But it's done in a way where it's kind of entertaining, I guess. Yeah. So that's all right. But yeah, then later on, it's like I don't know what they're going for because yeah. the one the one character is pregnant, and they have to have the conversation about that. This other person is a special ed teacher slash dancer. Another person's getting their masters in psychology. There's like all this like background about all these characters, yeah. and none of it matters. No, like there's yeah. no reason to get invested in any of these characters no, at all. No, that's where they. I think that's where they went wrong is that they didn't really have anything for like they they focused too much on character development. And I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. Like that's like in a horror movie like this, like a slasher movie especially, mm -hmm. you don't want character development. Well, you don't I, need I mean, character if there's, development. If there's a reason for the character development, there what it needs maybe. to be surface level. Like, yeah. it, like, um, okay. Yeah. See this Stereo guy. stereotypes work great. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. So, like, compared to Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I got a point here. Okay. I'm not just throwing this out there. <laughs> I know it's very, very specific, <laughs> random. I mean, what about Friday the Thirteenth Part Four? No, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Okay. <laughs> so you've got the the main girl. I don't remember the character's name, but it's played by Amy Steele. Mm -hmm. And she's a psychology student. But there's a point. Because at the end of the movie, she uses that to try to, like, yes. analyze Jason and his mother attachment. Yes. So there's a reason that we care about what she does outside of that camp. But unless you're going to bring something back... I don't need to know the backstory of a character that I know is just going to die. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And especially yeah. in this movie. It slows the pace down. That's a very good point. And yeah. especially in this movie, because, spoiler, everybody just gets killed in this movie. Yeah. And 
I felt like during when it slowed down, I felt like, oh, they must be building up to some like explosive end to this movie. And that never really came, you know, no. because the killings were very underwhelming. Mm-hmm. There, there was really no struggle to survive because it was just like, once you ran into this guy, you just got killed, yeah. you know, and then the movie ended. Yeah. So. And the kills were terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and for the you have to part. admit that that was a budget thing. It is. But, but. But even a budget thing, I think they could have done more. I feel like they could have shown a little more, even with the budget. Don't you yeah. think? I mean, I've, we've seen bad movies that somehow still pull it off. Yeah. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right to the end of the movie first. Like we've got the I don't even know that the killer has a name, but whatever the killer is, well, I think his name was Jeremiah. It, assuming that we assume that that was the child, I'm pretty confident the, it's the child. Yeah, so so his name was Jeremiah. Okay, so he's in the cabin, and we got like people are dying off. Mario Lopez runs away. He's briefly locked up as a suspect. Now, normally what would happen is he would get out of jail and he would totally redeem himself by going back and kicking butt. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen at he goes, all. He goes back and gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> Almost immediately. And it's like... and and. I want to give them credit that they didn't do the same thing that every slasher movie does, but I can't mm-hmm. because they did it so poorly. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you know, it's like the, the formula is you always get that one person who gets away at the end. And in this movie, you didn't. Yeah. And that's cool that they tried to do it different, but they didn't do it in a way where, like, there's a big showdown or anything. It's just they walked in the cabin door. Punk, you hit yeah. you in the head, you're, you're done. Dead. Yeah. Like, that's it. Wow. Uh, you, took, you took it from being boring to being pointless. <laughs> <Just> like- <laughs> yeah. I mean, at that point, I don't even know if I was watching it. <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure at that point you had tapped yeah, it might have tapped <laughs> to, to messenger. So it's or hard whatever. for me to comment on that. But I, I agree, though. Like, it's it's like uh, they, they did everything wrong. I feel like, like you said, like, it's like, you, you want to give them credit for certain things for going a different route. But then when they did that, it was just like, yeah. but it kind of made you think like, Oh, this is why no horror movie goes that route. Right. Because it just ends up terribly. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to flip it and reverse it here and okay. go back to the beginning. Wow. Of the movie. Yeah. And I, I, because there, I, there was a beginning of this movie. There was, and it was a very solid beginning in my opinion. And I find myself, Defending a lot of rape scenes in this in this <laughs> podcast, okay. But, but I but I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this was a very entertaining rape scene if you can handle rape scenes uh-huh. because at no point do they take their clothes off. <laughs> yeah, they don't even unzip their pants. Yeah, they literally it literally is just and and the guys weren't fucking over. I yeah. I don't feel right endorsing. The idea of an entertaining rape scene, <laughs> right? But um, was, but uh, if there was such a thing, yeah. this would probably be it. Yeah, I mean, this was like ridiculous, and not to mention that it lasted like four and a half seconds, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then it was—it's not over. even like it's not so much a rape as like a dry humping. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah. because then, she her skirt is on, his overalls are on. He just kind of goes, ooh, ooh, and then yeah, rolls over. over. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, I don't know really what that was. Yeah. But, it, I mean, it, like, rape scenes generally are, are not funny. 
But this no, I've done right. They're terrifying. They're fucking terrifying. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and they should leave you feeling like really disgusted. And, yeah. And uh, but this one it was just so ridiculous. Yeah, like I, over the I top was literally that. laughing at it. Yeah. And that was like so honestly, like I, I, I kind of like when they take something and make it so cheesy, like something that's supposed to be really serious, and then make it so terrible. That you, you you can't help but laugh at it, you know, like that type of thing. Um, I'm I'm all about that in movies, so I enjoyed that, and I really thought when that happened, wow, strap in, we are in for a ride. This is going to be a good fucking and whatever, not a good movie, but you know, yeah, very entertaining. And and so I was really disappointed at the halfway mark when it just started going way downhill. I'm really curious, and tell me what you guys think of this. Do you think like that first half of the movie? Mm-hmm. Could have been like a short film, and then they tried to take the short film and make it a full length film. I don't think so. I think it's just that they didn't know they didn't have like they they really hadn't thought it out like enough of what you know. I think they had a, a like whoever was this is what I picture is like someone sitting there writing a script and they're going doing a really great job, and then they're like, oh, I got to go to bed, and then they, they picked it up the next day to finish it, and they're like. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you were on a roll. I, I was on a roll and I but I lost it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I you know, this is gonna be like the fiftieth time I've said this on the podcast, but like you know, I'm always in favor of, of cutting a few minutes off, tightening it up, speeding up the pace. Yep. And I and I would say that again for this, but it still wouldn't have saved it. No. Because it didn't have anything to get to. Right. Like like Cutting some stuff out to make it less boring would would be helpful, yeah. but it still wouldn't matter if there wasn't a reason to keep the story going. Yeah. But now, had had you just have had that ending, mm-hmm. had the ending have been, you know, like let's let's say like Mario Lopez comes back, and at that point, pace picks up and it turns into something similar to the beginning of the movie. Does that redeem the movie because it had that long boring ass period? But then built up to something. I don't know but if it redeems one, it, just... it, but it would it would have made a big difference. It it still would have been bad. Like you can't really forgive a movie for being boring. That's just mm-hmm. unforgivable. But right. but if it came back and you had one of those great ending, ba- even if Mario Lopez dies, but you had one of those great battles where the the killer's got a pickaxe. Mario Lopez has something. Yeah. And they kind of do a little sword fight for a few minutes, and then he dies. At least give somebody, you know, something to be interested in instead of just him being walked in and be like, Ooh, "Oh, I'm done." Yeah. Well, and I, and and that's the thing is like, like they did the opposite of us of what a normal 1980s, early 90s like slow burn would be. Instead of it, like, and that's and that's where I think if you know anything about film, if you're going to do a slow burn, then like you have to leave the audience. Like, because the, the, the audience is, is is thinking about that last half hour of the movie when they get done, mm-hmm. and so you have to really have a strong third act. Like, you have to have mm-hmm. something that's going to be impactful if you're gonna be slow starting out. This movie did the opposite. It started out great, and then all of a sudden, halfway mark, it just turns into that slow burn. But then it never redeems itself. It never it right. Never and picks that's back I up. guess what I'm saying is is. Had they redeemed themselves at yeah. the end and had that yeah. colossal ending like the beginning was, would that have how much of that? Yeah. What would our conversation about this movie be completely different? I don't think it'd be completely different, but I do think that it's forgivable. Like so, like 
some of the hatchet movies are like this where there's just like there's you know there's just not a lot going on it's like pointless conversations and shit like that and it's just filler and then you know then all of a sudden all the killing starts but sometimes like i think it's hatchet 2 where i watched it and i was like god damn please get to something you know and it eventually does and then i'm like okay this is fine but at the same time when it goes too long like either people are going to turn it off before it gets good or it's not it it, it doesn't make up for it you yeah. know yeah and i totally think too another big part of this is that boring ass part would have been a lot better because during that boring phase, there mm-hmm. was still, at, at a certain point, there was still people dying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, really never saw anything. There were there were moments where I'm like, well, I think that girl is dead now. Yeah. Because, you know, like he was in the room and then they switched off to something else. And it's like, well, he must have gotten her. Mm-hmm. But I mean, had they have damped in some decent kill scenes yeah. in the middle of this boringness, that also might have just... You know, because if you had that kill happening every once in a while, yeah. it would dumb down the fact that yeah. the conversation yeah, was so boring. That's true. Like, if they would have peppered in some, like, good kill scenes in, you know, every 10, 15 minutes or something, we see something that, like, yeah, then it would it would have pulled you out of that boring kind of, you know, I'm all right, I'm looking at my phone now. You'd be start paying attention again. And then, yeah, you go back to the boring shit, whatever. But that was, I think you're right. It went on too long without enough kills. And and that's really what killed it. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. A big part of what I really was hoping from this movie. Like you see a car full of couples, high school couples or whatever. They were supposed to be going up to the woods. And I'm like, man, I hope that they're all like dry humping each other at some point <laughs> yeah. like, like yeah. if they would have just kept that thing some going because that some was heavy petting <laughs> yeah. there was a there was a lack yeah. of romance really like yeah. not just like sex but any real romance at yeah. all i agree i i wanted to clarify something like i i think listeners know the difference but if not i want to clarify there is a difference between being a slow burn and being boring those yeah. are not the same thing that's mm-hmm. true and like if it's boring, you're doing it wrong, right? But but a but a slow burn. I mean, you can go on for a half an hour if you do it right, where it's nothing really happens, but the plot is moving forward. Yeah, and like in this movie, what I would do if I were the writer of this movie, instead of them talking about being pregnant and you know other things that don't matter, have somebody stumble into the basement like the one the poet guy did. But instead of just dying right away, somebody discovers a diary or an artifact, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, somebody used to live here. Mm-hmm. And there's like a slow reveal of like why this kid has turned yeah. into this. You know, there was nothing like that yeah. to like keep you like opening up your curiosity about what's going to happen. Yeah. It was just introduction of plot that didn't lead to anything. And that's what, that's what makes a slow burn work. You're right. Is when the plot is actually leading to a build-off, yeah. not a build-off, but a, a payoff, you know? A lot of times, you know, and that's and, and you're right, but I guess and that's not a good uh, phrase to use for that, for, for this movie, a slow burn. This movie, yeah, this movie is not a slow yeah. burn. Yeah. Well, it's a failed well, slow burn. I think the reason... <laughs> Let's just say that. It's yeah. a sim- well, that's just it. That's what I was thinking. Like, it's, it's basically like, you know, a lot of times when you're watching something that's like a slow burn, you're like, this is boring. This is... You can think it's boring, but then... Something will happen in it that 
like, oh, that's why they showed all yeah. this build up, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where this this one just didn't do it. It's like a slow burn that failed, mm-hmm. but but even I wouldn't even call it a slow burn that failed because I I felt like there wasn't even an intention of building anything. I go back to I still think a lot of it is just filling time, man. Yeah, like they had felt like they had to be at a certain amount of minutes, mm-hmm. and they didn't know what else to do. So I think that's a big part of what happened. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's that's the only way to explain some of the conversations in the yes. movie because there was no point to it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I do want to mention, and this is not because I don't want to really say a lot of good things about this movie, but I will say May as well. Yeah, <laughs> but one thing I noticed is that the type of film they used for this this movie, I really like when they back in the day when they like make bad movies, like they actually used actual film. Like mm-hmm. not, that wasn't digital or whatever. And I think I'm a sucker for that. Like I will give a movie a better, like way more of a chance when I see that when, when it's got it kind of a grainy look to it and stuff of, like that. It doesn't look like it was shot on a camcorder. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, a lot of movies like, uh, that came out, you know, that were like, like low budget shit movies that you'll see now or whatever. It looks like it's shot on like an iPhone or something like that. And it takes me out of it when, but back in the day they didn't really, they didn't have any other options other than film. So like they had to invest in film, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, and Gavin, stop me if I'm being wrong. Cause I do not know anything about actual film that I like, mean, so far so good. Okay. What it, well, I don't know where you're going with this. Well, but so far, I, so good. I just, I'm, I'm kind of talking out of school because I don't know enough about, like the progression. I couldn't. Of film. I couldn't tell you if this movie was shot on film or not. I have no idea. Yeah, but I just noticed there's like a different, like um, it's a very different look to it. Yeah, and and that look is is like I I, I enjoy it. You know, and in, in my experience, that look is a very high end independent. Yeah, film. when I'm talking, when I say independent film, I don't mean like anything you'll see on DVD. It's like usually you have to go to a film festival to see that kind of thing but that's like on the top top end of what they use typically mm-hmm. and i don't know what those i want to say that those cameras are like red eye cameras or I, some shit no like idea. that somebody yeah. told me the name what they're but called, i do you but, know i i do like that whatever they use for the film it just i i think it, it it's it might be a nostalgia thing or something because it's from that time period yeah um, and i don't know like I don't know if this was shot on film or shot on video. I'm yeah. not sure. I think it could have been either one. I would be surprised if it was shot on film, but if they succeeded in making it look good, then I guess they succeeded. So Yeah. So that's about the only good thing I I mean, other than the dry humping. I really okay, yeah, that. that was pretty pretty humorous. <laughs> and had they really dragged that out, I think that would have been funny. It would have. They you could know? have used that over and, and over, over again. again. Yeah. And it would have been great. And they yeah. just and it's never acknowledged. It's never yeah. you know, they just like every now and then there's and and especially if they would have added like really good romantic like sex <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and then like, you know, like the the pregnant lady and the dudes like start banging <laughs> but they're just Fully clothed, yeah, you know? yeah. And if they would have added more clothes too, <laughs> like maybe maybe it gets cold, so they put on a jacket, and you know, maybe uh, I I don't know, you know, but just add to it, make and, it even worse. And there was a lot of things that they put into this movie, so I don't even know if you guys remember this, but you remember at the beginning the sheriff went to like the 
pond and found like twenty two cars. Yeah, yeah. And I assume that they, that they was expl- all. They explained the, it later. Did they? they? Yeah, I they told did. completely must have missed that. Would it, was it? I assume that those were the Jeremiah's victims, and yeah. he was dumping the cars and. Yeah, later on, the deputy is reading off that thing that I thought looked like he was reading from a okay, like an earthquake chart or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, but. No, he was reading off all the missing persons reports, and they matched up with the car numbers. Yeah, okay. Because that's what I figured, but they never really went back to that. And and, um, I don't know. It was just, there was so many holes in it. Yeah. That, you know, they set up a lot of stuff. You could drive 20 cars through those holes. Yes, you could. (laughs) Because they could have done a lot with a lot of the things they set up, but they just kind of abandoned them and... Yeah, cr- I don't talks know about why, the girl being pregnant instead. Yeah, why was the guy scuba diving in the lake in the first place? I don't know. Yeah, that scuba diver is great though. When he yeah, out, <laughs> I see. the way he was talking. Yeah. I, I mean, that's what I love is when it's like like the acting is so terrible that it's like they they're. I just I don't know. It was great, and the whole gas station yep. chicken guy. I mean, that was great, yeah. and then. The Gary Busey covered Mu- in blood and mustard. mustard. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if he was actually covered in blood, but I don't know. But he definitely had like a mustard type substance on his, his face. mouth. Yeah, and then he it looked like he was covered in blood. But yeah. being that he had mustard on his face, you couldn't rule out it was just all ketchup all over him. Yeah, too. Right. yeah. So. so I, I, so we gotta we gotta say this though. So he shows up. Apparently his job is is the the chicken <laughs> head, head chopper or something. Yeah, yeah. I know where you're going with this, and I I'm yeah okay do it and and so first that there's that, but then but then like this one of the main characters I don't know the characters' names, but yeah. the young lady is having a having an issue, so he hands her a chicken wing. And you tells her to use it as a suppository for <laughs> yeah, 10 minutes, yeah. which is weird. And I have no idea if this is in the script or if this is just Gary being <laughs> Gary. But then later, he's talking to the one-armed chicken, fried chicken guy. And they're going off on this spiel about how a plane is flying by. And Gary has to get on that plane to go to Brazil <laughs> to hang out with the monkeys. Because you know what you can do with monkeys. <laughs> and and I have, I would be willing to bet... Yeah. None of that, that was, was scripted. <laughs> no, it, it, it seriously, it is so Gary Busey that it can't be scripted. <laughs> yeah. there, nobody would come up with those lines and, unless he was him. writing it. Yes. Unless he wrote the, his lines. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I for a second, I like when he hands the girl the chicken wing. <laughs> and tells her to go and put it up her butt. <laughs> and I think he tells the boyfriend then that the smell of her butt or something. Like, yeah, 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 um, yeah. I don't. I didn't catch exactly what he said, but yeah, something about how it's gonna smell. Yeah, yeah. When he I, like for a second, I'm. Th- I was thinking the girlfriend was actually going to the car to put it in her ass because <laughs> because they don't show her in the in the scene after that like and, and then they, then you know they eventually they come back to her and I'm like oh okay and then they like I think he grabs her and runs off and but up to that point I'm literally sitting there like is she putting this chicken <laughs> wing in, like like when a stranger comes up to you and hands you a chicken wing and says that you need to go you, when you're upset you know like if someone came up to me and did that and was like, go put this up your ass. Like, <laughs> I would think that that would have been great if she actually did it. 
it would have really upped the movie. Yeah. Really See, and, and if they would have left that completely open, yeah. so you didn't know mm-hmm. whether she did it or not. And then later on in the movie, during the boring segment, where she was like, yeah. oh, man, I got to go and take this thing out of my ass. Yeah. Or, or something. Uh, there you go. Like, you just made the movie, like, 100% better. Yeah. Or they could have just, like, they, they put her, she puts it up her ass. And then later in the movie, they're just sitting there and there's some silence. And then somebody's like, what does that smell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, you know? It would have been great. So but many yeah. missed opportunities So many missed opportunities. But, yeah, that's so. that's where the movie went wrong. Because... That that part was so good that then everything after they try to take so seriously. Yeah. That like no, like pick your tone, man. Like if if you've decided that this is gonna be cheesy in a bad way, mm-hmm. which makes it good, yeah. Run with that. Yep. Don't try to make scary noises in the bushes. <laughs> like come on, just and, go with it. Yeah. And you're absolutely right, Gavin, because they did start it out as goofy. And then they lost all of it toward yeah. midway yeah. through the movie. Like, there, toward is there anything goofy at the end of the movie? No, it went, not really. Once, once, they, once they get to the woods, it just kind of drops off. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you're, you're right. So, like, the first half of the movie is like all goofy, and then it just like they decided we're gonna play this like serious. Serious, yeah. Like now we're down to business, yeah. and we're gonna maybe it was while it was filming somebody came in and was like, this movie is too goofy. And like we need to change it, and then maybe they had to change it at a certain point to make it. And then they just they had no nothing planned, so they just or or like because there is two people that wrote this movie, and Mm -hmm. maybe the first half is written by one guy, and the the second half (laughs) is maybe they didn't even talk to each other. (laughs) Yeah, they just (laughs) they met on the internet. They both read wrote half a script, and then they put it together, and it turned into a piece of it. It's kind of like what uh, (laughs) Quentin Tarantino and. Robert Rodriguez did with the death proof thing. Where they oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except on a fucking, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought you were going to say natural born killers there. Why would I say that? It was just one director for that, right? Yeah, but apparently, but Tarantino wrote it. Oh, yeah. And apparently yeah. he really does not like, like, the silliness of the movie. Really? Yeah, he's like, I did not write it as a joke. <laughs> oh, that's too bad because I really like that. Yeah, it worked. It worked out great. But he's like, "That's not the movie I wrote." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're we gonna do ratings on this one. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna let you guys start because mine's gonna be real low. So, oh. so, Gav, you up? I can't. I can do it. I feel really bad about it though. Yeah, I feel really bad because I'm. I. I. You'd like the first half so much. I'm fluctuating. Yeah. yeah. Well, here let's let's do the ratings this way. Let's give a rating for the first half and a rating for the second half. Okay. Let's do that. Because otherwise I feel like it's, it, we're not, it's like, how can you be accurate when half the movie was so, like, so good. So much better than the Maybe. second. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. So the first half of the movie, I'm going to have to, I, I don't want to go too high, but so I'm going to say five and the second half, I'm going to say three. So I feel like overall I can give it a four, but I still feel like that's too high. Yeah. I, I would feel more comfortable with a 3.5 just because the second half ruined everything about the first half. So overall, somewhere between a 3.5 and a four. And I feel bad going to a four. Yeah. So I... I I don't want, I don't want to come down firm on this one because it's so yeah, hard. It is. But... If I had to, I guess 3.5. Yeah. That's why I wanted you to go first, by the way. 
Because it's hard. It's this yeah. is this is probably the single hardest movie to put a number on. It is. It really is. I've never seen a movie so disjointed in this way, where it's it, it starts out so and that, solid. And that's and why then, I stand by that. It ha- there has to be yeah. a, a story behind there, why that is. I feel like there is. I think you're right. Or or maybe they like film the first half, burn through all of their budget, and then they just had to like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Put together the yeah la- second half on a very very tight budget and just yeah. that was the best they could do. You know, I Gavin, I'm I'm pretty much right with you. Okay, uh, I I think, but I the only thing I would say is I would probably that first half I would probably give it a little higher. Yeah, I I, I feel like you liked the first half more than I. Yeah, did. like I, I liked would, it, but I think you liked it more. Yeah, I would give the that first half I would give it a six point three. Okay, and and not because it's. It's good in a in a traditional sense, but just the just how entertaining it was and how it held my attention and like, I mean, just the interactions between these people and the bad acting and the just like how the lines were delivered just had me giggling my ass off mm. for you know that first half. But after that, um, I'm going down to probably three point five. Wow! Yeah, you guys are doing a lot better than I I thought you were going to give it. So. So I'm going to match your, for the first half, I'm going to give it five. I think it might be worth more than a five, but I'm not going to give it to him because it's not a full movie. Mm-hmm. So the, it just doesn't get anything higher than that. Uh, and the second half, I'm going all the way down to like a 1.5. That's Because fair. there was, it's not just, I don't know if it's 1.5 bad, mm-hmm. but it's just the looking at how much they effed up the second half yeah. of it. Like I don't, I can't give them a whole lot of credit for it without, you know, if if the director wants to come on here and explain to us why they screwed up the second half so yeah. bad, then I'll raise my rating. But yeah. until then, yeah, I just have to say that that you know you screwed something up big time here, and yeah. and you don't deserve much. Yeah, money. it's really wow. it, it's really uh, angering and, them out as a well as a, as some you know someone who's watching the movie and and was is enjoying it. it it's really it, it sucks when you're watching a, like a movie and you're, you're like, Oh, this is great. And then all of a sudden it goes completely downhill all of a sudden. And you're like, but you, you still like wait around because you're like, maybe it'll pick back up, you know, maybe, you know, like, because how do you go for like, like 45 minutes or whatever with a solid, you know, like this is great. And then just completely, you know, lose it. And I will say that, when so when the sheriff and Mario Lopez started get got into the car and started driving back, I'm like, okay, now something's gonna start happening. Mm-hmm. And then they got back there, and I was like, that that's what you came up with, yeah. The, and I was like, really, you're mm-hmm. just gonna have them walking because it for the listeners, it is literally they walk into the room, instantly yeah. are killed, and and that's pretty much it. Yeah, and it's like what? At least, so, a, at least a like a, a bad movie that's just bad all the way through. It doesn't hurt as much. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when they get when they they start to get you excited, and then they just shit all over the yeah. place. It's like fuck you. <laughs> yes, and that's. Ex- I mean that pretty much sums this movie up. Yeah, I would agree. Because so I, I don't know about you, Gavin. Yeah, actually, I think you were even still pretty excited at the beginning too. Not nearly as excited no. as Jason was, but there was a lot of excitement there. And then I was I was entertained because in the first half, 
I thought this was going to be one of those sneak under the radar kind of movies. Yeah. Where it's got, you never heard of it. The cover of the DVD looks cheap as hell. Yeah. And then you you put it on and it turns out to be the freaking janitor. Yeah. But uh, this was not that. No. no. There's only one janitor in the world, so. <laughs> Which, yeah. by the way, I had a podcast listener tell me that they started watching, listening to this podcast now. And they're like, they're like. I listened to all your episodes, but she's like, I'm not going to buy your, buy the janitor because it just sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> and I don't, yeah, that's not a movie that you can find streaming anywhere. So like anyone who goes out, they have to really invest in this, not yeah. ever having seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, you guys are funny to listen to talk about it, but I'm not watching those movies. That's like, fair. I'm like, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them I wish I hadn't watched either. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, anybody else got anything for this episode, or are we ready to wrap her up? What are we watching uh, the next next one? It goes to you, Jason. Oh, then we so. are watching Silent Rage with Chuck Norris. Yes, which so. I I will I, I gotta say, like my thrift store finds as of late have been great. It, I, I'm finding things to put on to, to bring to the podcast, and it's just it's great. A dollar for a DVD. And I go every week and I find something and it's always like, I always find like a little hidden gem. It kind of reminds me of like back in the day going to like family video and spending hours like trying to like pick out a movie. Like that's, that's kind of what this is for me now. Like I go to the bins, I go to the fucking Goodwill bins and they have so many DVDs. I don't, I didn't realize how many people are donating DVDs, but they have so many now. Um, and I think it's just because, you know, Blu-ray and everything's come out and people are just throwing these things well, out. Everybody's like gone VH- digital, man. Yeah, it's kind of so. like how VHS used to be. Yeah. Um, so it's great. And and it works for me because I there's like these trash movies. I don't give a shit if I'm watching <laughs> it in 4K. No. You know? Right. Like, it doesn't matter to me. So so that's great. So, yeah. But uh, it, this, Silent Rage is one of these movies that I've heard of, you know, that because it uh, it's supposedly it's the only Chuck Norris movie that he's ever done that delved into like weird shit, like paranormal or like, uh, whatever you want to call this. This is like, it a seems like there's gotta fiction. be others, but that's the only one that I'm aware of. Yeah. That's what I've heard. And, and if that's the case, then, um, you know, that's, I think why it sticks out, you know, and why I've heard of it. And it's just kind of stuck in the back of my mind for forever. But yeah. seeing that for a buck, I was like, Sure, why not? It's got the and best damn tagline of any I movie I was just going to say that. Do you remember the tagline? Yeah. I might I might have it slightly off, but it's basically, science created him, now Chuck Norris must destroy him. Yeah. Yep, yep, that's, a, that's pretty much it, yeah. I read that and I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. I know this movie's going to be horrible, Yeah, but at least the tagline is well, awesome. Well, and it's, it's been a minute since I've seen a Chuck Norris movie, yeah. so, you know, this might be... And, and you can't go too long without Chuck Norris in your life. Man. I watched yeah. a Chuck Norris movie within the last week. Did you no, really? I did. I watched, the- watched Delta Force. Oh, dude, Delta Force is great. <laughs> Especially that one the actor that plays the the creepy like uh drug dealer guy yeah oh, he is fucking weird looking <laughs> he's like i don't know what ever happened to that guy but for a while there back in the like 80s the 80s early 90s they this guy would be in a lot of shit i'm gonna have to look him up but he he was in a lot of shit he'd always play like a villain and stuff and god he was a creepy dude yeah We'll have to look them up and see. Well, we'll save our Chuck Norris conversation for next time. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
So, all right, with that, we'll wrap this up. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to Hobbs and Horror Movie Review Podcast. Join us in two weeks for another exciting movie review.